Um, but all right, so let's get into it. Um, our first review and only review of the day is going to be for the for the animated series Scavengers Reign. Scavengers Reign is the Max uh, animated series. They're only available on the Max streaming service here. Max Original, as it says right there. This is based on the short film of the same name, uh, created by Joseph Bennett and Charles Huter. Um, so in this story, it details, uh, it follows three sets of characters, three sets of characters that you're following, that they're stranded on this planet, the planet of Vesta. Uh, they were on a ship called the Demeter uh, 227, um, which I guess is a Bram Stoker reference. Uh, I guess they probably pull a Demeter, probably thinking maybe a Bram. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that until you said it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so they were on a ship called the Demeter 227. The job of the ship is kind of how, like, you see in most sci-fi stuff of, like, the job of a crew to take kind of a colony of people to there to go to a planet in order so they can be there. That was kind of their mission. They go off track, end up crashing on this planet, Vesta, get stranded there. Um, and so you have three sets of characters, like I said, that you follow that you're, that are on this planet that are trying to get back to the ship, uh, when they escape from it on the escape pods there. Um, so you have Ursula there, um, who she's uh, so there. That's a crew member there. Uh, they're stranded. Uh, she's stranded on the on the planet Vesta with Sam, who's the older gentleman there that you saw in the trailer with the beard there. Um, you have uh, Ozzy, who's there, who's with the robot uh, Levi. Um, can't get away from those Levi's. That they just got <laughs> done with Attack on Titan, discussing Captain Levi. Also discussing another Levi here, and who's the robot there? Um, and you also have a character of, uh, let's see, uh, Heyman, Heyman. There, who's all alone by himself, uh, who you just see who, I mean, he eventually gets into a partner later on. He gets his own little buddy. We're going to get into that. Um, and probably going to discuss a little bit of spoilers here for it. Um, if we kind of get further there, but those are usually the, the sets of characters that you follow there, uh, while on this planet and while they're on this planet of Vestige, as you can see here, really, they encounter all these dangerous different creatures um very trippy type of sense to it um and yeah uh and and really trying to fight the elements as they try to get back uh to the to the ship there um so yeah uh this was a 12 episode uh series it's each episode is about 24 minutes uh so it's a quick watch if people want to check it out um the short film that uh sage mentioned beforehand uh you know that he watched it was only 10 minutes he said so if you want to watch that and also get into this um you know you can um did you so you know this being like a you know 12 episode series them expanding the concept out um how is it with the the 10 uh, minute short film there is it pretty much you know kind of they do the same beats here just faster pretty much the, so the, so the short film to really felt like a proof of concept of the world that they're on um there was there was very little to no like character development or character storytelling in the short uh it's really kind of just feels like it's all about selling the idea of of the alien world itself which of course is a huge part of the of the series i mean i almost say that is almost the main character more than any of the named humans in the story um, but so the short does does really effectively kind of pitch that concept to you. And I, I was I'm impressed in the short uh, just how solid the animation looks. Um, I wasn't expecting it to look 
maybe I, I thought it would look less refined, a little more rough around the edges than it does. And, and maybe in, in some shots, like there, there are some spots where maybe it doesn't look as good as the, the full series. But uh, I, yeah, I was really impressed just as a proof of concept, just how close this actually is environmentally to the final product. Yeah. So this is the short film right here. Um, and I think one of the differences between the short film and then the, watching the episodes there um, is that you actually kind of see the crash, I think, more here than you do in the film. Because in the series, you don't really see the crash at all. It's kind of just... At least not right away. Yeah, at least not right away. And then it kind of just, you know, which I have an interview here from the creators of it, which they talked about they wanted to have a feeling like loss, basically, of like trying to, you know, figure out like okay. you kind of what's kind of going on here. And we'll also talk about some of the influences here as well with the with the series, um, which I found there. Um, but yeah, um, very strong animation. This was four years ago that they did this. Um, and yeah, very, very good, strong animation that they have here. And I think the animation with this series is one of the, some the key selling points here um, with it. How would you describe this uh, animation here? And what does it kind of remind you of? Gosh, you know, it's it, it has this psychedelic sci-fi feel to it that I think has more in common with something like uh, uh, Fantastic Planets. So that may not be the most familiar uh, um, piece of animation out there. It's a 1973 French animated film, I believe. Um, but it's it's very rare, I think, that an alien world in in anything, whether live action, animation, video games, uh, feels as alien as this. Um, and so it does it does have this kind of oh there you go yeah it has this very kind of old school sci-fi feel to it. It's it's esoteric on purpose. It it's 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 never too concerned with explaining exactly how the ecosystem works with itself um it's kind of it really i think i think one of the genius elements of it is it really sells uh the brutality of nature not by making nature the antagonist but just uh kind of a capturing the idea of nature's indifference towards life rather rather than it being an animosity directly it's it's this indifference that i think that's where they the cosmic horror actually kind of feels most uh, palpable. Yeah. Yeah. You see it um, kind of a, almost kind of like old school anime type look to it as well. Um, some of the creators uh, said that one of the big, two of the big inspirations here, Akira, Perfect Blue, were two of the big inspirations. And they also had a lot of live action inspirations as well. Um, it being, I guess you could kind of see the Akira with the bike there that. Uh, oh, Oz Totally. You know, Ozzy rides that very futuristic type bike there. Um, and I think Ozzy even does an Akira bike slide at one point in the show. Oh, I got to do the Akira bike slide. I always have to do that. <laughs> you know, um, and Perfect Blue, uh, which we reviewed, by the way, me and you and uh, special guest Michael uh, Haywood came on, which we reviewed for the channel. Um, yeah, I could kind of see that as well there, especially the emotion here with a lot of the characters that they go through. Um, especially Cayman, his character kind of almost has like a psychological break there because he's all alone by himself um, and he's got nobody, at least like the other characters, at least like Ozzy's got the robot, Levi, at least, you know, Ursula has Sam, he's got nobody and he's, you see a lot of backstory with him and his personal life, I think more than any of the other characters, um, like dealing with his partner 
who's also voiced by uh, Ali uh, Shawcott, uh, who people know as uh, she was maybe in uh, Rest of Development. So she does uh, two voices here. She does Fiona, uh, who's the estranged wife of uh, Cayman, and then she also does the robot Levi there. Um, so you see some stuff with him. So, but yeah, just a lot of stuff with the world, the creatures, everything like that. Uh, when I initially saw it, uh, I had the thought of like Annihilation. Um, I don't know if you've ever mm. seen that movie before. Uh, which, totally, I could absolutely see that. Uh, which this article from the Hollywood Reporter, the reporter asked, like, you know, I got big Annihilation vibes from it. Um, and it's like, did, was that a big influence with you with this? And they actually said, no, it really wasn't. They said, actually, we were making this at the time when this was already coming out. And we, you know, they said they saw it and went like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? What are we going to do? Because it's pretty <laughs> similar to it. Um, and I, I like this movie. This movie, uh, I think it was directed by, uh, I'm blanking on the person's name right now. Um, to do, yeah, Ex Machina, Alex Garfield, right. Mm. Uh, that. And it kind of has the same thing when they go inside, like this bubble, and you see all these kind of different creatures there and different world and the kind of look of it. It has that kind of feel to it. Um, it, you know, this movie, if you're looking for answers, you ain't going to get them in this. Uh, that's for fucking sure. I mean, it doesn't really answer a whole lot. But, um, you know, that kind of reminded me a lot of that as well uh, there. But uh, they said, yeah, I, I mean, you know, they saw it and thought it was, uh, you know, a great film and everything like that. Um, we, you know, you said it reminds you of something like the uh, Fantastic Planet. Uh, was there any other kind of inspirations there that you thought reminds you of? Well, I, I definitely I definitely thought of Alien and The Thing. Uh, mm. for, as far as like live action movies go there there's a there's a strong dose of you know pretty pretty gruesome body horror in here that that definitely gave me like john carter's mm. yeah yeah this is yeah there's a lot of that you see because a lot of these alien creatures on this planet a lot of what they do to you know the the people here um and then some other characters that show up later on um but yeah i mean with this you know nothing is worse than being stranded you know somewhere and especially on a foreign planet here you're trying to make it back and then also they have this crew to get back to that's in hibernation uh that they want to take care of and help them also uh wake up uh so i i thought you know that added a much needed sense of tension with also with all the you know foreign elements kind of going on there with all these aliens um but yeah just yeah i mean Really, you're going to really remark a lot of the design there and a lot of the character interactions here. What was, what do you think some of the your favorite character interactions, do you think, uh, of the series? I, I think if I had to pick a pair, I think Ozzy and Levi. I, I, loved, I loved the dynamic of this. Because you, you have that. It, it's, it kind of reminded me of uh, 2001 a little bit, although with a less threatening uh, personality from the, from the machine. But there, there is this just interesting way that, and it again, it's you know, it's maybe never even fully explained, like you said, uh, not a lot of direct answers into in how things work. But this kind of really bizarre way that the that Levi seems to kind of interface with the nature, and it's it's it suggests this idea of perhaps some sort of evolution taking place. Uh, mentally there, psychologically. And I, I think, I, I'm a sucker for stories like that in general. Like 2000. Um, and I, I thought uh, Ozzy also, I mean, they all go through some pretty brutal, violent struggles, but some of the stuff that when Ozzy is like, this robot is staring off into the distance thinking about its existence, and I have to <laughs> let it sit here while I go take care of this. 
and some of the some of the things that she just has to to go through during that just felt really really earned and when the character growths growth beats happen i yeah i always felt like they were they were very earned really struggled for yeah i'd say i'd say ozzy and levi yeah yeah i see ozzy and levi a lot i think they're very good Uh, i liked a lot of what came and went through there um and you know linking up with this telepathic uh, alien there and it you know kind of consumes him um and you see that you know he's reflecting on his life there yeah that made me think a lot of and just in terms of animation um some of what they did there uh of princess mononoke there Prince- there are shots in in princess mononoke where there's you know people are kind of engulfed in these like black oozing tentacles right this he's kind of you know there it's more su- supernatural but the some of the imagery there felt very directly well, I mean, it's funny you say it because that also was another big inspiration for them was uh, oh, Hayao Miyazaki there was, you know, his films and everything like that. That was also another big inspiration there. Um, and yeah, so this is the trailer for Princess Mononoke here. Um, so you see, yeah, a lot of that. I see it definitely a lot of that animation style coming back into Scavenger's brain there that's making an appearance. Yeah, uh, that kind of makes it feel timeless in a way, I think, with Scavenger's brain. Um so how did you uh, first hear about Scavenger's Reign at all? Was it just when I, I just mentioned got it? recommended a random YouTube video, um, probably mid mid September, probably about like a month roughly before it came out. Um, and I, the trailer alone had me sold. I love sci-fi. I love horror. I love cosmic horror. I love animation. I love when we get a, adult animation in the states, which I feel like does not ha- happen as often as it should um every element of this kind of spoke to me yeah and a lot of what they you know they said you look at the interview there they talked about you know saying you know animation being the medium to tell a story there um i mean you could do this live action as well but you know would it have maybe the same impact i mean the budget probably be a lot higher you know uh, with a lot of the creatures and effects and everything yeah i think you might be able to capture the same sense of of horror in live action without it being maybe as as difficult but i think what would be i think what would be harder in live action is the moments where the the environment is kind of gives off this almost mesmerizing sense of like beauty and kind of peace and and almost there's like almost like a hopefulness in the nature that it also manages to showcase at the same time like like uh like to, to what i said earlier about there being like this indifference from nature it's not antagonistic it's not it's not friendly it's it just kind of is what it is and that lack of of caring about whether a human being's capable of really um formulating a perception of it or not um i think i think that is kind of the key component here mm, yeah because it's i mean you see kind of everything's moving with the planet everything's like seems like alive with the planet um everywhere around it um, that they're encountering here. Um, and you will get, yeah, a lot of body horror stuff here. Um, and I think that's very reminiscent of something like a cure that you see a lot of people ingesting things, uh, a lot of people being, you know, stung or bit or, you know, swallowing something, or they have these kind of hallucinations where, you know, they kind of trip and you think like, is this the end for them? Are they going to die right here? Uh, are they going to kind of be able to make it out of it? Uh, which I think is also very interesting. That keeps you on its toes there. Uh, and to be able to kind of, make it you know as interesting for these 12 episodes to kind of stretch it out there i think it's also good it doesn't feel like you know i don't think you think 12 episodes was too many or do you think 12 episodes was just enough 
I, I thought it was just enough. I thought it, I thought it, the pacing was really rock solid throughout. And it's, it's because it, it, it is a bit slow at times. It does take its time building up to things, but I think, I think that's necessary to kind of showcase the world itself and which, which feels like such an important part of what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's even kicked off more when you see these other kind of bandits, I guess, or pirates kind of come in. Uh, Chris and uh, was it Chris and Barry there kind of come in and they were like, hey, you know, trying to make a deal. It's like, we want the cargo and we'll help you get back to the ship there if you do that. Um, what did you think, kind of think about like the introduction of those kind of characters later on in the series? And then you also had like a, a crew member of the Demeter that just was only like, it, like basically like a red shirt, basically just coming in uh, for that kind of one episode there. <laughs> Yeah, that that was that was funny. I I I had the red shirt thought as well. Um, yeah, I I, I mean, you know, it, it's more in service of uh, what's going on with Cabe and, and kind of helping kind of push something with what his flashbacks are telling you in the story in that particular episode and and his kind of attitude towards other people and and the crew in in general and kind of what what his life was like leading up to the crash. Um, and then as far as uh, Chris and Barry, that was interesting. I mean, I, I, I think if there's one character that I found to be just pretty just all around unlikable, it was it would have been Chris. <laughs> I, I can't say I have too many redeeming qualities about her. Yeah. And Chris is voiced by Paulina uh, McIntosh. Uh, she's been in such things as The Walking Dead, World Beyond. And she was also in the Walking Dead series um, and Vikings Valhalla. She was also in that. Um, so I don't know. If Maybe if you've seen those things, um, I stopped. I, I gave up. <laughs> I gave up on Walking Dead a long time ago, so I don't. I don't know anybody. Yeah, my least that. favorite comic book adaptation of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, yeah. I mean, she does a very good job there. A lot of the voice work here too. Uh, I think they all do a very good job. What do you think about the voice work in here? Yeah, yeah. I think the voices are stellar across the board. I, it helps too that I, I didn't really recognize the names for the most part. It felt felt very much like I was just coming into something with pretty much all unknowns, uh, nothing familiar, just like the the world of of the of the alien world and the environment felt so unfamiliar. I felt I felt unfamiliar with the voices, the character designs all being brand new. Uh, I mean it's refreshing for it to just be something new. It's not based on anything other than the short film, I guess. Uh, but it, it's it's yeah it's a super refreshing original concept and I think I think they got uh, like a perfect cast for it. There's so much emotion I think in all of the voices and they're they're quiet and somber and tempered when they need to be and then they do have kind of these outbursts of emotion at, I think just at the right times. Um, it, yeah, it's, and then that adds I think to like I said the pacing that I think is also just really really well done. Mm. Any one that's a particular favorite for you voice wise? Hmm. I I think I I actually would say I think I would say Sam. Sam. There was something about the the you know you talk about uh, some of the body horror and some of the the kind of the contemplation the characters have to go through and kind of in his voice there's just these 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 very interesting notes in the way he speaks about himself as the story goes on and i yeah i really appreciated that there's i thought there was a lot of good subtlety in, in the way that he expressed his emotions mm, let me see i'm trying to find and this is sam right here uh i just went past him a little bit there uh big white beard in the pink shirt yeah i think i just went past him a little bit there but 
Yeah, yeah, here he is. Yeah, that was him right there. That little glimpse of him right there. And yeah, right here. Um, yeah, I love his voice. I think Bob Stevenson is the, who does the voice of him. Um, okay. Again, not really much I, I would know him from. He Apparently his big thing, he was uh, Sheriff Jimmy Taylor in the CBS series Jericho. Never, I haven't seen that. All right. Yeah, don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I have heard of it. I have heard of it, but I never watched it, I think. Uh, oh, God. You know what? I think Luke Perry might have been in that, actually. Mm. The 90210 guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, for me, I think uh, Ozzy was, for me, uh, Ozzy was, for me, was, I think, my personal favorite there. Really loved a lot of voice work for her there um she gets a lot of time and then that's her right there uh she's voiced by wumi um mosaku um she's okay. been in things like uh she was in luther she was in the that's the bbc the bbc series with uh idris elba in it and then mm. she was also in lovecraft country and loki uh now that uh i'm seeing her credits it's like oh she yeah i do kind of remember her. i know who she is there uh but she really goes through a lot um in this um here um and it's almost like the series it being, it's almost like the time is divvied up pretty well between a lot of these three sets of these characters, and you know they all feel like they could be the main character in a in a solo movie there or their own thing, um, and I think they carry their segments pretty well. Um, did you ever think there was ever like a lull in the series at all, or one kind of terrible moment, or? No, honestly, I I I really have. I'm gonna be honest. I really have very few if any negative things to say about this. Um, I thought I was, I was engaged and, and genuinely kind of mesmerized the whole way through. Yeah, it is. This, yeah, it is mesmerizing. This animation yeah, it is really great to look at here. Yeah. Look at, look, that's, that's really gross stuff. Like stuff that gets on their skin and uh, under their skin and on their hands. And yeah, it's like it's altering just... the biology of the body and everything. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you just never want to go to an alien planet because you don't know what you can touch, what you can eat, what you can, you know, just anything that kind of stings you, you know what I mean? It's like, Jesus, it's just like all terrible. Hey, you go to the wrong place on this planet, you can run into... <laughs> go to Australia, you know, you see some crazy shit there. Um, yeah, and the creature design here, too, is also really nice. A lot of good creature design, uh, like they do here, um, which is really good, too. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I can't really say, I don't think anything is really too negative for me with this. I think this was a really strong series um you know i'm glad i checked it out glad people recommended it glad i saw a lot of traffic about it online people talking about it um what would be kind of your final thoughts and rating for it yeah uh i mean i think this is one of the best uh animated things i've seen this year i think it's a really strong note to kind of end the year on um in terms of just it being sci-fi it's also i think one of my favorite science fiction stories i've seen in years and years i think this it stands out it's 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 horrifying and yet beautiful. It, it balances that dichotomy really well. Uh, I found the characters to be likable and, and, and engaging, easy to attach to. Uh, I'd I'd give this this a cinema. I really I really really loved this. Yeah, and trying to think like, I mean, film wise, I mean, what have we really had sci fi wise that's been really like the last thing I can think of is Annihilation, and that's several years ago at this point. So Annihilation. Um, I know I'm, this. I'm sure year, there's something more recently. Uh, I really did love They Clone Tyrone, which was a Netflix film uh, with John Boyega. Mm, that's on my but, list. I have not seen that one. Yet. Uh, but other than that, I know uh, there's the Hulu film No One Will Save You. Um, my co-host Nick did a review of it. It's up on the channel there. I have not checked it out yet, but I hear. I mean, he gave it okay. really a really glowing review there. 
Um, but uh, other than those two movies, I really don't haven't heard much about sci-fi movies really this year or anything like that. Um, I saw The Creator, uh, which was the Garth and it was a movie with uh, John David Washington in it. I don't know if you know that, but um, oh, I, I've I another one I've heard about and I was interested, but I, I have not gotten this. So. Yeah, it looks. I mean, looks pretty. It looks looks good. That's really about it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was this was a nice surprise. Uh, this kind of come out watching this, um, and you know, see, you know, maybe they could expand upon the concept, maybe not. Uh, but I still thought this was yeah a very strong album from these creators. Would love to see you know them do more. Maybe get a you know, would you would be interested to see if them turn into live action? Um. Not that it couldn't be done, but I I do feel like there is a a there's such a perfect idea here, and it it just feels like it's in the perfect medium for what it is already. Um, so not that it would be impossible for that to be pulled off and, and done well, but it I feel like it would be unnecessary. I mean, maybe it would reach a larger audience, but I think it's they, they've achieved something really great here. Um, and I, I'd love to see it be left alone, but I, hey, and you know, in, in the corporate pop culture landscape we live in, I, I'm sure that's not very. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, I mean, you could do that. I mean, I think it's fine where it is in the animation realm here. Um, but if they do decide to break it out into live action, um, you know, I think that the animation is really what sets it apart from just being a standard sci-fi movie of people get stranded on a planet or, you know, crew, you know, fights amongst each other. I think that's what really would help it stand out. And also the writing, too, I think is very strong here. A lot of the, the performance in the writing here is very strong. A lot of the emotion here is also very, very good. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, I wouldn't maybe go this is cinema, but I would still give it a strong peak. I think this is a really good series that people should be checking out. Like I said, original idea, original concept um, here by these two creators um, should support more of that, especially when it's good. Uh, especially when it's yeah. Um, so yeah, peak from me and a this is cinema from Sage for Scavengers Rain.